You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. All right. That's us. That was us. We are here. We're trying this new thing. We're trying to uh, do a button pad. It's like on your, you can put it on your iPad. Yeah, exactly. And you can put all of the stuff you need, your music on all there, the your theme effects. song, right. all sound effects. And then we can put fun buttons on there. Exactly. Like, like screams and You know, like speaking of which, like, what if we're disappointed in someone? What will we play? Oh, or we could scream we could at them. Scream. And I think it needs to be pl- up a little bit more. Yeah, we're still so working. Push it up. We're still working. So if you hear <laughs> if you hear anything that's a little Here's bit quieter than usual, bear with us for this show. Because we're learning new stuff. Exactly. I want to say we're excited because yet again, you know, one of our favorite interns is back in the studio. That's Houston right. Tilly has taken time to come back up. He doesn't get a microphone today, though. <laughs> we still lose a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, okay, you may be back, but we don't want your head to get too big. Because yeah. he's starting his own show down at WSU in just uh, a few weeks. I know. And so that's very exciting. It's we're very excited for him. K- WSU? WSU. No, no, no. What is it? <laughs> it's K-U-G-R. K-U-G-R. And cougar, so, that's what it is. Because I was like, it spells like cougar or wazoo or something, but it spells cougar. K-U-G-R. Right? And so we're we're all voting on names for his <laughs> DJ. So so far we're going with DJ Young Buckets. Young Buckets. Well, Worst name we'll see. ever. We'll see. Young Buckets. I don't <laughs> Him know. and his friends uh, <laughs> were out, and they made that decision. I I I do feel like there might have been alcohol involved in that decision. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, you could be DJ Piles or something. Yeah, just that, Piles. That sounds Piles awful. of everything. Of every cash, of everything. Jonathan, what have money. we been up to this weekend? Let's let's you know what? We, let's catch up on that. We had a lot of fun yesterday for we everybody did, who came out to support uh, Spokane AIDS Network and doing End AIDS Walk 2015 in Spokane. We had it down in Riverfront Park, and that was so much fun. You and I got to host it. We did. We did. Uh, Sam likes to let us host things, which is because good. It's you fun. know they still haven't learned. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so no, it was a good time. Uh, there are a lot of raffle prizes given out. There were a some lot. really big prizes for the top donators, exactly. uh, top fundraisers, top uh, teams, and yeah. uh, a lot of people showed up. They had more people than they have had they ever, have ever before. Had. So there were hundreds of people hundreds there, of people there, including our own mayor. David Condon was there. He was there. And you know, on this show, we like to talk about Mayor Condon. Mm -hmm. Um, But hey, we're we're all people. So what was interesting was, um, you know, I just came out with an article this week. You did. I saw the mayor. We talked a little bit about it last week, about when I met the mayor and and that kind of controversy that ensued after I asked why he hasn't spoken to the LGBT constituents in Spokane. And, you know, it was a very tense moment. There wasn't a lot of happiness so what's fascinating you and i are walking mm-hmm. three mile walk and the at the end dates walk yes and behind us is mayor condon the mayor almost the entire time yeah and we're like we don't know mm-hmm. like i we get a text from curter who's like he's right behind you just want you which to, which we knew which we knew which but we knew. he was afraid we were gonna like say stuff yeah but i'm like <laughs> why are we afraid of that i said yeah. it to his face at a party so i'm right, pretty sure right, right. he knows where he's well and it's not like we're disrespectful no. but we're honest yeah but what was very i had to give props mm-hmm. he started talking to us and he walked with us for about 20 minutes yes he did and uh, there's a picture of us on our facebook page right now yeah. walking with the mayor for proof for proof that it happened and he spoke to us it was a very it was a mm-hmm. conversation about city 
city stuff that's right. going on right Infrastructure, now. Infrastructure, yeah. you know, bonds, yeah, things like that. We didn't get into the LGBT thing. We just got into, like. hey, this is mm-hmm. what's happening in the city. He was very uh, nice. He was, which was good because that's f- the first time the mayor has approached has and openly spoken to us like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, of course, he is uh, known to, to have said that he's afraid. Of the, of the LGBT, LGBT community. community. And he is known to have readdressed that fact at the party yes. that we were at. But you know what? I have to give respect because all I've ever said is uh, I don't. I probably will never see eye to eye with our yeah. current mayor yeah. on almost anything. Right. But it doesn't mean we can't be civil and have actual conversations because, as we say on this show, nothing changes if you don't have open dialogue. Exactly. It's the only way for, for people to hear each other. And so mm-hmm. that's all we've ever wanted with the mayor. And so... For the first time, at least on a surface level, we were able to have open dialogue about what's going on in the city. And that all it takes is the first conversation to continue it. And it does. And so I, you know, I think that's great. I really appreciated that uh, from Mayor Condon. And, you know, you never know what can happen if well, the conversation keeps going. Well, and what a good turnaround from the last time you saw oh, Mayor Condon. Right. From the last time that you had to uh, essentially Chase call him out <laughs> yes. in front of. In front of uh, a bunch of wonderful bunch of people. people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful people. So that'll be interesting. Actually, the gentleman, uh, uh, the two gentlemen's home we were at for uh, this event where we talked to him last time, uh, they're going to be on the show on October 11th. Right. So for National Coming Out Day. And so uh, Lou and his husband, Rick, are going to be on our show to talk about the Latino community being gay and within the Latino community and what their specific experience has been. Right. Lou likes to say, hey, I don't want to talk for a whole bunch of people that I, you know, I can't do that. Well, then it's but there. Right. We're talking to them about their experience. Exactly. So that'll be and fun. And as we all know, each community kind of has a different look on right? the whole LGBT thing, uh, which the Latino community, I found, can be either very, very pro-macho or very accepting. Right. There's Depends this concept. Depends what circles you run in. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to them about it. Yeah. There's a concept of machismo yes. that happens in Latino communities. But these two guys are amazing. First of all, just a great pair. Just absolutely funny. Um, uh, and just very kind people. So I'm excited to have them on uh, to talk to them more about, yeah, what you just said. Exactly. And my experience at the the event at his home, which was about the Latino community and how our city government can connect more closely to our Latino population, was that they were nothing but amazing, nothing but gracious, and they're very close-knit community. Yeah. Extremely close-knit yeah. community. So I'm fascinated to talk to uh, them both. That's going to be an exciting conversation. I October 11th, so. National Coming Out Day. Look forward to that. Now, exactly. Jonathan, you published a blog this week about the mayor's situation. Well, and Inspired not only, by it, really. Inspired by because I was talking to a friend the other day. Um, it was about leaders. It was, it was about, about respect. Respect, exactly. It was this whole concept that keeps coming up. We mm-hmm. listen to, first of all, we listen to Trump that we talk about all the oh, time. Oh, God. And the horrifically disrespectful things that he says. And yet we we still, you know, a bunch of people support mm-hmm. him and raise their hands. Then we talk about Kim Davis, who the saga never ends with that woman. Um, who continues to define, yet we continue to keep her in mm-hmm. office. Uh, she continues to try to sue the governor of Kentucky. It's just this thing. It's there's blatant disrespect. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, saying that my rights are more than yours just because yeah. I'm a dominant religion, Which is I'm saying, a dominant race, I'm I a dominant whatever. I am better than you. It, it is. It's covering you know? it up by all these layers. Well, and then I talk about, so all of this happening, you're looking at, you know, national with Trump. 
yep. state with Kim Davis, yep. local with David Condon, these lack of respect. But this is what fascinates me. It even comes down to personal relationships, including my own. I am not uh, uh, immune, and I am not perfect. But I start thinking, what I question in the article and what I, I challenge everybody to question, if we are electing leaders mm-hmm. that have no integrity and they have no respect for human beings other than the ones they want to promote, then maybe the problem isn't just with the leaders we're electing, but the fact that we ourselves are electing them. So maybe we have lost sight well, of respect. And, and you know, the, I think the problem there really boils down to, and we talk about it all the time, is uneducated voting. And people can, these this day, really easily buy votes because... Yeah clickbait exists because we we will vote based off of an ad based off of sound bites based off of something we see and hear and are influenced by because right. it came before you know price is right when we watch it in the morning right some, yeah someone yeah. attacked obama so you're like all right cool well, he's not good right and, and it doesn't just end there but i really feel like we have to start looking within ourselves to find mm-hmm. out first of all if we're supporting trump i don't think any of his supporters probably listen to our show. But if you're supporting <laughs> Trump, will you check yourself and find out why would right. I support someone who has absolutely lack of respect for anyone? Everybody, exactly. And anyone all over the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to check ourselves and find out, is our integrity in check and is our respect in check? You can't just say you know what respect is because Aretha Franklin taught you how to spell it in 1967. Exactly. Guess what? It needs to go beyond uh, that. Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... Be- that's what my and and that's something I think it's a conversation we have to have. We like to point our fingers outwards mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. problems that are going on in this country when the first place we have to check is where it starts and it starts with us. That's right. In the words of Michael Jackson, I'm going to start with the man in the mirror. And the man in the mirror. Man oh. in the mirror. So Sather, wherever I know. he is, <laughs> even if he's not listening, is so proud. He is so proud, so right? So proud in this Yeah, moment. so there, there's your little Michael Jackson tidbit I, of hey. the day. But um, let's take a little uh, fast forward. I want to say, so these, and actually Kurt will be posting our articles. They come out yes, every week. They do. Um, mine comes out on Thursdays. Yours comes out on Saturdays. Now yours hasn't been posted yet. We're going to post it all over the internet as of today. But let's get down to some let's, controversy. Let's talk. So you are just, yeah. No. Well, and, and if you know me, you know I'm not afraid of controversy no. and big mm. conversations that need to happen. Uh, I like to instigate those because yes, as uncomfortable as they are, yeah. they are a must. So basically... This week, I decided to tackle a th- a topic that I've been thinking about for a while. I had read a couple stories, um, and so that got well, that, that initiated that conversation. It's happening right. more now. It is. It's opening up. So it's basically about pedophiles, and you know, it's a weird conversation to have because as soon as you say that word, there's all these negative things. Uh, associated with it because of course we assume pedophile means you know child molester sex, sexual abuser yeah exactly um, a lot of the times even serial killers and so you associate all of these things with uh, a pedophile and anyone who ab- let me, i'm just going to start off with this anyone who abuses a child in any way deserves punishment i yes. think that is very wrong 100%. i am no way uh <laughs> enforcing or no, you're not condoning condoning exactly uh pedophilia but there is a group of people out there who i like to call inactive or non-offending pedophiles basically they are those people who are attracted to 
uh, a, an inappropriate young age. Um, so you know you're attracted to people under the age and, of 16, and you and are an adult. Sexually, you know exactly. I mean? Not just, yeah. uh, you know, not just. Oh, I love kids. Right. They really love kids, um, but they will never act upon it because they realize and they understand that that is, you know, a crime and also very morally wrong. Yeah. So there is a whole group of people who have this issue that they never address because of all the stigma outside. And quite frankly, they don't have resources to address because, again, the stigma. Um, There is not a professional place that they can go to. There isn't even a, you know, a psychological guide to how you deal with these kinds of feelings because no one has studied it, again, because of the stigma. Well, and at the same time, we we in this country, we only label a pedophile a pedophile after they have committed exactly. the crime. Exactly. Which obviously is a time where you better label them and you better right. get, you know. Right. But what about what you're bringing up in this article is an interesting point, which is what about people who have identified that there's something inside them right. that makes them sexually attracted to minors? And they understand that. And they want to get help mm-hmm. for it because it's something that's there right. and they feel it. Right, right, right. So it's identifying pre the fact. So Which is probably yeah. the best solution to the problem is identify it before it happens because then you don't have you, you won't have to punish anyone because nothing will have happened. Because they won't be, as you said, get, exactly. active and inactive. Get Get treatment, but the problem there is that there is no treatment right now. There's no, no comprehensive we're too plan. afraid exactly. in our culture to talk about this because we're afraid, where the that problem if we, is. we're afraid that if we talk about it as mm-hmm. something that we need to deal with, then there's somehow you're legitimizing it. Right, exactly. And that's you're legitimizing not what the conversation the is. And it's not about, it's not about no. the act. It's not at all about the act. It's not about right. the children. It's about the people who have this issue who need to get it resolved, who want to get and it resolved. And wouldn't we rather want to help preemptive strike it preemptive strike it so that we never have to have children yeah Uh, the horrible victimization Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. those children but we don't we don't want to have this conversation in this country I guarantee you don't want we don't want to have it well I mean because we get caught up in the story after it instead of going wait we're not talking about the act we're talking about helping these people who Mm -hmm. see it and they Mm -hmm. don't they need the help so that they they aren't exactly. that horrible story of a child. And here's the reoccurring theme here. It's about fear. It really is. Oh, yeah. The fear is such a big part of this conversation because it's, you know, I'm afraid of at all, you know, talking to this person because they're going to hurt my child yeah. if I talk to them. If they are open yeah. about it, they're going to be open about. But that's not the truth. And the truth is, you know, if we sit down, have this conversation and actually start talking about it, maybe we can find a way to help these people. Because sticking your head in the sand, as we've said a million times on mm-hmm. a million different topics, sticking your head in the sand or yep. plugging your ears or whatever doesn't make reality go away. No, no it The doesn't. reality is still there. So we should have a more open conversation to say, okay, we need resources. We need mm-hmm. to know how to help mm-hmm. so that it never becomes... Right. Because the story that happens to the child when this happens is a story they keep with them for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Even if they have found a way to cope or they've gone to therapy or whatever, it still is part of what has made them where they are and has caused pain for years. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but it isn't, so isn't it more about making sure more children don't have that story? Mm-hmm. And then going over here and and helping the people who are standing up very bravely and saying, I, this is horrible. I'm so terrified. This is a part of me. I need help. And then the horrible gap we have right now is they're standing up and doing that, but we can't give you help. We can't give you help. No. We can only 
you know, do something about it once you've done a, an yeah. act and we can put you into jail. Exactly. And that's that's where it Well, and I'm going to be you real. Know, bad. You know, people always call me out and they've called me out for the past 20 years. Um, I'm going to be real honest, which is yep. I'm always very transparent, but I do it because here's the deal. I was molested as a child mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of people like, that's why you're gay. And I have two words for them. But... That doesn't matter. Here's the thing. I was molested as a child, Mm -hmm. not by just one person, but by two people at two different times in my childhood. I would have much rather had these two people the shot of having help before I became one of their victims. Right. You know what I mean? I would much rather have that conversation. So I I just wanted to preempt to strike this, which is don't, you can't tell us we don't know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. because you know, I feel like I have a legitimate part of this conversation because I was that kid. Absolutely. So absolutely. And, but this is what we need to talk about. It's a conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. Of course. Well, and right now, I mean, there is, like you said, a conversation is starting to happen. There are yeah. more people coming out. There are more people uh, talking about it. There are support groups online that are right. anonymous that you can talk to. There's also yeah. a website called Virtuous Pedophiles you can go to that has support groups that has contact resource information. Right. Um right. Things that you might find, you know, helpful helpful to you. So if yeah. you know, I I just want to say if you're listening and you know someone, you kn- you you have or an you issue, have this or you, know you want to there. start this conversation, you mm-hmm. want to get it out there. Those are the two resources that you can right. kind of look into right now and start the conversation. Talk to people right. about it. Be more open and transparent about it. Um, yeah. Thank you, Jonathan, for sharing your your yeah. your brief oh. story about. Yeah, definitely. It is because it's reality, mm-hmm. people. It's reality. Yeah. And I, I would like to think that most of us who have been through a story like that in our child, we know the trauma that it is. I think most of yeah. us would want people yeah. to get help so that there are not more of us out Absolutely. there. You know what I mean? But in the end, I just think it's very important. What I do challenge, and I had a conversation with Sergey after the, the article came out, mm-hmm. Um but I do challenge you on the air as well, is I really want to see a follow-up article. I really want to see from you, because it's a conversation. Sure, sure. I feel like it's a conversation that needs well, more. Well, it's a series. It's, a, it's yeah. not, it's not so, one article. It's not yeah. one conversation, of course. It's something that has to be ongoing. And yeah, and I would like to see yeah. another article from you. I don't, you know, like you said, it's a series. It doesn't have to be every week. But sure. I would. I would be very interested sure. in following what is going on in this in this movement okay. of things, you know. So, anyways, I that's will deliver. What I challenge you for, sir. I accept your oh, challenge, oh, and I, I will see you next week with another article about it. Right. No, we'll, not uh, next week. Uh, not next soon. week, but soon. All right. Well, let's take a quick song break. Um, on this, on on that note, right? we'll kind of wrap it up. And this, and I want to make. This is a friend of ours. Yes. Yeah. We actually saw him perform. He uh, opened for open for Jack Mosey. Jack Mosey when we brought Jack mm-hmm. from over from Seattle. He is actually having an album release party. Uh, the album is called Here We Are, and he's actually doing a release party down at the Big Dipper. It's going to be Friday, October 23rd. He's got some opening bands for, with him that day, B-Radicals, the 3H Band, and Flannel Math Animal. Um, they will be down there as well. Um, so there are tickets and everything that you can go to the Big Dipper um, to get those tickets. But he's a friend of ours. We love him to death. We are going to play a song from his new album uh, in support of some local amazing talent. This song is called In Like a Lion and Out Like a Lie. Hey, this is Steve Garrido. Listen to Outspoken on KYRS. 
Uh, <laughs> he forgot the drama. He went right. Love Steven. You know, uh, I've been watching Steven. on. Uh, they're filming Bear City Three right now. They are. So he's which been is coming out. out. They were just on a camping trip, Ooh, and I think because they're doing honey. some some filming up there. But the, I saw yep. him out there. He had like facial hair and everything. I'm like, I'm not used I to know. seeing our Steven I, with our, our our Steven. He is our Steven. I he is our Steven. Him. He was our Easter money. He was. He was. I love that he's the he's the one celebrity we know that we can call at any time. Be like, hey, just just anytime. call on in. That call man's on amazing. Um, uh, we support him one hundred percent. Hey, we want to start our next segment. Listen, every week the boys learn a little more about uh, well, sports. Well, maybe do we learn? I don't know. Well, but we, we talk try. about sports. We try a lot. We love to uh, thank our friends over at CCE Sports Network. Um, but we want to talk about something that's for a lot of sports fans. Mm-hmm. This is huge. Yogi Berra, uh, catcher. Uh, Coach for forever, the, the New Yankees. York Yankees. Which, if you know baseball, that's the number that's one. A team. Word. No, that's a word. Oh, I'm sorry. The, no, that's a it's word. amazing team, and people yeah. are very passionate. If you're fans, you know. Of oh baseball, yeah. Oh yeah. We all Yankees. know Yankee fans are diehard. Yeah. Well, on September 22nd, that was just this past week. I think mm-hmm. that was on Monday. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry, Tuesday. Um, Yogi Berra died at 90. So very sad day for sports fans, but really for everyone. And you know what? Honestly, for everyone, because do you know that he was a sports ally for gay athletes, like an active sports ally? One of my favorite quotes that he actually said was, um, where is it? Uh, Respect the game, respect others. That's what I always learned in sports. And so he actively supported gay athletes coming out. He even hosted them at his uh, museum and everything to show that he had support. Which is the Yogi Berra Museum, and yes, there, Yogi yeah, Berra. and he, he, like you said, he signed on to be an athlete ally, strong, strong, strong supporter of LGBT rights, which is so important. And now, uh, now that we look at the the environment of the sports um, world, yeah. world, we we see that that is now happening. We Finally, see Michael it, Sam. We see rugby players coming out. Right. We talked last week. Uh, the American Rugby League now signed mm-hmm. on to be part of the National Gay Rugby. Exactly. Which. To League. try mm-hmm. to get rid of all homophobia within rugby as a sport, huge the most thing. inclusive sport, yeah. uh, as they like to say. And as you said, I mean, as you said, it even Yogi Berra even signed on to be an ambassador for exactly for athletic allies. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really big deal, especially for a man who, I mean, at ninety, his generation is pre all of our wonderful uh, progression in in LGBT rights. Oh yeah, and he was a human being who realized, talk about respect, that it's about respect. You exactly. know, respect the game exactly. and respect others. It's that simple. So even from two boys who don't know a lot about sports, a lot of respect from us to a man who who stood up for us. Mm-hmm. And so it's very sad that Yogi Berra has moved on to the next journey. Um, but I, I, you know, I love what he stood for. Absolutely. So lots of respect for Yogi Berra. Um, <laughs> rest in peace. Exactly, and I love that. So we're talking to Houston. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> he, he brought. He he's brought like, up. you know what, <laughs> Yogi Bear. They stole Yogi Bear, stole his name from Yogi Bear, and they were never able to <laughs> prove it or get a lawsuit. And I'm like, that's actually true. Yeah, and, well, pl- and his name is Yogi Bear. Of course, just of course, Yogi Bear was named. Hear after the him. name, right? Yogi Bear. But I think Yogi Bear was a good homage. I'm sure, well, maybe not. I don't. I don't see Yogi Bear running out and stealing picnic baskets. But you know, 
<laughs> at least the name. The name was an homage. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll take, take it. We'll take yeah, it, Jonathan. We'll take it. Whatever you say. Love okay. It. Um, in a little bit, we are going to actually have a call in. Yeah. For uh, a song that we're going to play. It's Manila Luzon's Ice Cream and it's Andre. Featuring. It's featuring Andre Excellence. So, Andre Excellence, uh, that is with an X, is yes. going to call in and talk talk and, to us and introduce yeah, and the song. And introduce the song. So, here's a new thing we're doing yeah. on Outspoken is uh, we work always with different, here. always, we work with different music outlets all the yeah. time. And so, we're going to have artists. Um, especially from the LGBT community, mm-hmm. call in and introduce their single that's a brand new single. Yep. And it's it's not your, if you like them, we want you to go listen to them, download it, whatever. And then, you know, if interest is peaked enough, we'll have them on for a real segment. This is just their way of saying, hey, thank you to your station. Thank you to your show. Here's a song. Right, exactly. Right. I love so, that you're throwing peace signs all peace. over. You're just like, like hey, oh, peace. Oh, no. Maybe maybe you should talk about how they drop albums in the music they, industry. Oh, can I say it? Yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> did I tell you that Andrew or Andy Rumsey's new album is going to drop in October? That's did I right. say that? Drop. That's what we say in the industry. In so. the industry. Unless, unless you tuned into Don't our fun drive show and you learned that it's actually lightly released yes it lightly was. let go there you go we're gonna lightly let go an album yeah <laughs> as not to shatter it on the I, floor exactly i mean you have to be careful yeah <laughs> you have to be careful but so, um, um yeah so this is the fun stuff we're gonna do and that's gonna be shortly i have to say he was so excited yeah. that i was at the office earlier we have an office down uh down sprague <laughs> he had called in like three hours early because oh, he was yeah. on it he's like we're gonna yeah, <laughs> talk about this. It's like, what time am I calling? I'm right. ready. I'm sitting here. And I here. love that artists yeah. who care about their their art better better than are. the artists who call in two hours later after yes, the show after saying, the show. "Hey, I'm here to talk," which well, might have happened at some point sorry. in our career. Happened a few times. A few times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Those are our, my favorite people. <laughs> it's funny how they never come back on our show. I know. Isn't that so strange? Maybe because we I get really bitchy. Let's be honest. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. You go fool me once. That's right. Don't be fronting. Don't don't be fronting. I'm trying to use words that I've heard, <laughs> <laughs> like dropping an album. Don't be fronting. Right. It's just a thing. Back to the top. Yeah. Is that does that fit Is that in a at thing? all? I don't know. I can use it though. We'll see. I'll use it. So, all right. Anyway, so we have uh, Andre Excellence on the line right now, talking to us about ice cream. The new single. We're very excited with Manila Luzon. Andre, are you there? I am. I am. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Having a great day. Thanks for taking time this morning to be with us at Outspoken. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Awesome. So tell us, why are you so excited about this single finally hitting? Um, I'm, you know, I love the record. It was something to me that in my working with Manila, mm-hmm. I, I own a record label by the name of American Commission. Nice. Uh, and we, a production team by the name of Prodigal, and we do a lot of production for a lot of the different girls. Um, whether it's Manila or Courtney or Willem. Oh, wow. And we worked with Manila for quite a bit, and, and this was something that just came organically in yeah. developing uh, her her EP and working with her music-wise. And it's just really just something fun. You know, everybody loves ice cream, and just yeah. the whole theme <laughs> and the whole energy of it is just, is just something that I really grasp on, and the yeah. response has been amazing from yeah. everybody and every time we play it. Absolutely. Now, watching the music video, you can definitely see that fun energy going around. Oh, you yeah. can see how much fun it was, uh, not only to shoot the music video, but to do the song. What was that relationship like with uh, you and uh, Manila and whoever else was involved with the song? So so she she came in and had us do an EP or three mm-hmm. to five records. Um, we decided to work on this one, and this was like the last record we did. 
And it was a concept I had been working with, and it just, you know, it came from something fun. And so we, we ended up doing that, and she's like, look, I love it. I love the energy. I love how it plays. And we made that her first single. We went to Brad Hammer, Brad Hammer Productions, um, to do the video. And so it's a very, you know, Brad is, has that whole WeHo world, WeHo stars. It was a very West Hollywood uh, production. We brought a lot of the, a lot of models and a lot of the actors he's worked with uh, in the past. Brad's done, I think, something like five million, video, five million views total in all the videos he's ever done. He helped develop and help um, make Andrew Christian. And so he brought that vibe, and we just, we, we, you know, we, we kind of was like a party. What you saw is what you got. It was, we shut down West Hollywood. We shut down some areas downtown. And just really just, it, you know, it was a very party, fun atmosphere. It's probably my favorite video I've ever done to date. See, that's, am- part of. that's amazing. So two things. First of all, where can people go check out this song? Oh, Other- you can get it everywhere. So, so you can go on iTunes. You Perfect. can go on any, any, any place where music is sold. Um, we're Amazon, Google Play, iTunes, streaming, Spotify. Um, we'll buy it on, on, on iTunes directly. Or you can go to YouTube and download the video or, or excuse me, or go watch the video on Manila's page. It's uh, Manila Luzone featuring Andre X with Ice Cream. Awesome. Well, uh, Andre, why don't you give a shout-out to the song and introduce, us for it, introduce it for us, and we'll get it right on the air. Sure. So we, listen, you scream ice cream, we all scream for ice cream. Please take a second to listen to Manila Lazone's new single featuring me, Andre Excellence, called Ice Cream. Thank you, Andre. You have a great day. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Ooh, yummy. What rhymes with vanilla? Manila. Manila. Okay. Okay, it's fun. <laughs> it it's is fun. fun. What do we all scream? For ice, ice cream. cream. I have to say, Andre okay. Excellence, very cool to talk to him. Very yeah. nice of him to call in very and nice. introduce... Manila Luzon's new EP. This is brand new from it Manila is. Luzon. If you remember her, famous drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes, she was. Um, very she amazing. Was. And it is featuring Andre Excellence himself mm-hmm. in the rap there. Mm-hmm. Which... And that was the radio edit. The first time I listened to it, we, we listened to it together because yeah. we were uh, checking it out. I was not impressed, but this time I... Uh, it was it's, it's one of those songs that just gets you. It and is fun. And then you just want to move. It's kind of... Yeah, it's kind if of you, silly. If you're watching on Periscope, yeah. uh, this side of the room, we're all doing our arm <laughs> dance. <laughs> The arm dance now, happening. as you know, if a drag queen releases a song, go watch the video. Right, go watch it. There are so fun. many naked men. So They're many. very. And there was a big guy. In there the was video a big too, guy, which mm-hmm. I am like, hey, shout out, thank you. Yes, for that. It's a very holla, cute holla. video. Yeah. So thank you, Andre Excellence, for calling in right? and supporting Manolo Zan, supporting the song. Exactly. Um, Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on Thursday nights, located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Donate your car and truck. It's easy. Don't worry. We will take it. Call 855-KYRS-CAR or 855-597-7227. You can get a free pickup for your car, and you will get a tax receipt. Right, and it helps out your local community radio, which we love, KYRS. So um, that's the really cool stuff. So let's get back into some of our discussion this morning. Uh, In the first hour, you know we always do the dish. We are going to do the dish. Now, let's begin with probably the most frustrating news I have heard in quite a while. Now, we thought the Kim Davis case was a roller coaster. This one was a really... This one I didn't believe. This one I legitimately did not believe for the the first couple times. Because how could someone be this horrible? Well, I I wake up. I wake up. I'm getting breakfast. And out of... uh, 
his room, my roommate Sather, he's been on the show before. He yeah. uh he calls out to me, he's like, Hey, come come take a look at this. I was like, All right, cool, I'll fine. Usually he has some interesting news articles, some yes, funny always. thing, whatever. I get in there and he's like, This guy, Martin Screely, 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 Martin Screely, whatever. He doesn't deserve yeah. a last he name. He doesn't deserve a name. Um, basically, raised the price for a very, very important HIV drug by over five thousand percent. Yeah, We've it all was. Heard about this. So listen, it takes a dollar to make this pill. It was thirteen dollars and fifty cents per pill. Mm-hmm. He, it was raised. To seven hundred and fifty dollars a tablet. That's about twenty two thousand five hundred dollars for a month supply. Right, and this is the drug Daraprim. It's a drug that is used to treat HIV and AIDS, um, and it's really important. It's, you know, it's, it's one of the most treat, effective ones. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's also used, yeah. treated to because it's about uh, life threatening parasitic infections exactly. that happen tend to happen with people who have full blown AIDS. Exactly, and so it is the drug to help. Uh, battle that for them and the the truth about this is that he has raised it so now of course it's not affordable for so many people because a f- five thousand percent increase is huge right. well what's and, scary is his reaction yeah has been what's the big deal i have to turn a profit to keep my company making money right so he feels that people just don't understand and he actually said that uh folks keep getting uh, far too emotionally wrapped up in this. It's business. Okay. Wow. Okay. Here's the thing. Yes, it's business, but that's lives. You're talking about lives. And people will die because up, of you. That's and that and that's I want to shut up for you one were, second and have you repeat this. Exactly. Sentence. People will die because of you because of your greedy butt. Yes. People are going to die, and you don't care. And here's and no, the thing he that doesn't. I keep thinking is I hope. Because I never hope it on anybody. I hope he never gets sick, never gets HIV, and I hope no one he knows does. Mm-hmm. But if they did, I think his whole out his out- outlook would be drastically different. Right. And well, I have to say, he, so one reporter actually called him. You are just an unapologet- unapologetic little witch, but he didn't say witch. Right. Um. And I think it that actually that's perfect. And. Now- Right, Donald Trump. Now, this is my favorite. We all, we awesome. love to hate Donald Trump. Yeah, we but do. this is the one time we will agree with him. Donald Trump called him out and called him a spoiled brat. Right. Even even the Trumposaurus Rex does right. not yes. like Martin. Yes, Green. and if he doesn't like it, you have to be you like have the to worst exactly. of the worst. Yeah, <laughs> you have to, to be scum. I do want to say uh, Martin Shkreli is the CEO of Turing Pharmaceuticals. Just right. so you know, so you know, if you see something by Turing Pharmaceuticals, I don't care what he's so because this is a thing. He has finally said mm-hmm. people are so mean, and okay. he's lowering. Yeah. It back, but he doesn't say how far he's lowering. He's probably going to lower it to four hundred. Right, I was going to say he's not going to lower it all no. the way back down. No. He because he has a, he says this in so many reasons. He said if it doesn't turn a profit, what does it mean? Well, it and means here's the thing: people live, you idiot. Here's when business and big pharma, big money. Yes. Yeah. does not work. I mean, if you're saving and lives, you should work. not be turning a profit. What does it mean? No. That means people are getting the healthcare that they need. Hello. But we have incentivized yes. our our medication, our pharmaceuticals, oh and we've gosh. incentivized doctors to the point that it isn't about the noble right. uh, you know, the noble pursuit to help people and help them live. It has nothing to do with that. Absolutely. And here's the thing. I und- I think 
big pharma needs to be regulated, of course. Uh, I understand exactly. that drugs, yes, should cost money because it does take effort and research to make them. It does take money but to does produce it need them. To cost? Exactly. It does you do want more money for more research, but, but it shouldn't be five thousand percent. If your pill takes a dollar to make a dollar to make. You can make a profit off of ten dollars. And still not make it off of ten horrible. Fifteen, twenty. Yeah. Are you, you know kidding? what? It's and that's the problem. But the the thing where you talk about is getting big pharma out of politics is yes. big pharma and politics pretty much are married or at least having a hot affair and have been for decades. It's not that easy because the politicians don't want big pharma yeah. out of politics and big right. pharma doesn't want out, out of politics. And either. the truth here is the conversation has now we've been talking about big pharma. The conversation is about big anything, big agro, big pharma, yeah, big anything is not good. If it's too big to fail, it's too big to exist. Yep. That yep. is really the truth here. And maybe, you know, an ex -fu hedge funder um shouldn't be like, yeah, like this man. Like this guy shouldn't be, you know, the person in charge of your pharmaceuticals, especially life-threatening ones. Well, I mean, life-saving ones. I'm even more just I don't even know what to say to his reaction to people being how he doesn't even understand why yeah. they are yeah. upset. That was the worst part about this story. Uh, we're going to be watching it to see when they finally release how much he lowered it back down because I just don't have a lot of faith in mm -hmm. him. Just going to say it. And um, I don't either. No. And so I'm going to guess it's not going to come all the way down. I'm interested no. in seeing where he brings it. But he turned his Twitter to private because people kept well, going after him. Which on is Twitter. funny because I spent a good amount of time two and a half hours on his twitter mm. learning and looking at him and just indulging myself in the pure douchebaggery that he right? is exactly and i it, don't even understand I, I don't know how people human like, that beings exist. like that maybe try to be better maybe. human beings because how you became this horrible little shell of a man oh i don't gosh. know and uh, no. how you could convince yourself that what you were doing was the noble way to do it and trying to convince other people well and for him and his brain to seriously think yeah that that it was makes okay. me go, what is wrong with you? What is Something wrong is you? broken in you, and you're not, you know, you, you have no humanity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. It is frustrating to a lot of people. It was a very angry, angry subject and had every right to be. But moving along, we want to talk about Lance Sanderson. Lance Sanderson is a senior at the all-boy Catholic prep school in Memphis, Tennessee, called CBHS. Recently, he wanted to bring, he's been out since his freshman year, uh, homecoming is here. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the mm -hmm. month of yeah, homecoming. It is. He wanted Typically. to bring a boy from another school to the, to homecoming. The school for that his was his date. date. He date, and of course, last year he had talked to one of the officials at the school, and they said it's no problem. That official has left since, and now it's a problem. Well, so, and first of all, it's a Memphis, Tennessee school. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's in it's Tennessee. The South, it's right? the South. It's not surprising in any school, but it's also a Catholic private school. And this is the, the argument that's going on right now. Uh, there is a school policy, and the school policy states that you can come by yourself, you can come with other CBHS students, or you can come with a girl from another school. So ah. people are saying, oh, look, it, it was there in the handbook the whole time. And I want to just say, put the brakes on really quick, and I want to point out some things. First of all, it says you can come with a girl from another school, but not a boy from another school. Right. So there is, So you can't say there is not um, some... What's the word I'm looking discrimination? for? Discrimination. Discrimination. Mm -hmm. There is not some discrimination because already it's right there. Well, and here's the thing, yeah. though. 
Yes, it says, because people are like, but it says he can come. Why can't he just, because it's an all-boy school, why can't he come with another boy? Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with the gay part. They didn't even anticipate that when they wrote that, because exactly. when they're saying you exactly. can bring a girl from another school. Here's, here's another part that doesn't work. When they told him why, the official from the school started saying that, well, there are higher divorce rates in uh, LGBT couples, and there's more violence. Well, and they quoted two gay men <laughs> killing each other in Texas. Okay. So basically what they have turned uh, a, a very innocent homecoming dance into right? is a marriage ceremony and then all of a sudden a CSI <laughs> right. episode. Because here you go, you are going to divorce and then kill each other. Nailed it. Why? Why? Nailed it. Marriage ceremony followed by a CSI, a CSI episode. Well, and it's true because here's the thing. For all those people deal. who are sitting there going, oh, yeah. it's in the, this isn't a big deal, cut and dry, this school policy. No. See, the minute the official yep. stated these ridiculous, what he calls facts, then we understood really what is behind this. And right. when you really look at the school policy, it's already discriminatory because they state you can bring girls from other schools, but you can't bring boys. boys. And they're standing behind it. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, homecoming was last night in this school. I have tried to find a new some reporter who had a brain that went to and find out up. if he was. So, if but this is what I'm going to tell you because the boys are the boys. We yeah. actually spoke to Lance Sanderson this morning. So, but here's the thing: Lance Sanderson is going to come on our show on National Coming Out Day, October 11th, and we're going to talk about the whole story. And you're going to have to wait till then to, to find, find out, out did he go. But he is a very brave young man. He mm -hmm. has been wonderful to talk to. And uh, so, yeah, just this morning, he's like, "I'm there." So here's the thing. You're going to find out firsthand on Outspoken, October 11th, National Coming Out Day. going to be a wonderful show, uh, and we're going to be very excited to have Lance Sanderson on to talk about this issue. So right. keep tuning in. We love to highlight and spotlight the stories like this that are that very are important. Actually happening. Both yeah. locally and nationally. Now, exactly. let's, let's kind of continue a conversation we've had for the last six, seven, eight months, um, since January, really, yeah. since AIDS Action and Awareness Day. Uh, PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. If you haven't heard about it on our show, then I, then you, haven't you been aren't listening. listening. <laughs> exactly. And if you haven't really heard about it in general, well, start listening. Because, listen, the conversation's been going on. It's been it's out huge. for four years. It, it has. got a little more heated for the past two years. But let's be honest, it, there were still, over the past six months, there have been misinformation. There right. has been people that have heard whispers of it in our own community, the LGBT community. People still don't know about it. So over the last eight months, like you said, we've had doctors on. We've that had are, conversations. We've had we've educators. Had panelists, we've had people who are on prep talking to us what it what their experience has been like. We even we even hosted an event that wasn't exclusively towards prep, but was very uh, prep informative yeah, towards the end. There was a panel, panel talking about it in front of everybody. And you know, here's the thing: we said a couple weeks back, Kaiser has uh, released, released a study, huge that, study that says that if you take it as prescribed and even a little bit less, four to six times a week, you are one hundred percent guaranteed to not get infected through HIV. Yeah, because uh, all HIV. of their 100% of their uh, 600 and whatever... 600-some High-risk mm -hmm. uh, participants. Yeah. None. 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 We got contracted HIV. Right, exactly. And so now we have to kind of talk about and look at the benefits and I guess some of the downsides, though there are very few downsides to it. You know, there's still a lot of questions, but you posted an article talking about the empowerment of bottoms yeah. because of PrEP. 
Right. Because there isn't any quality. Let's be honest. Yes. And as gay men, yes. we need to be willing to have this conversation. We just had Dr. Damon Jacobs on uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, the sex educator and, and also family therapist out of New York City. And he talks about having open, honest conversations. There are conversations in the, yeah. in the gay community and among gay men that are not happening. Um, and one of them is an inequality between bottoms and tops. Yeah, hey, tops and versus we all bottoms. get like, oh, don't talk about that because now you're making me. Now it's about sex. Well, guess what? This is what this is about. And if you're talk afraid about of sex, sex exactly. it's going to be a problem. Very, be very open about but, it. But so one of the things that's coming mm-hmm. up is now there is a conversation where it's been known that the receiving bottom or the receiving partner yeah. uh, can more negotiate the use of condoms, which is what it has always been. Yeah. But they don't have the power because in the end, the power lies with the person like the top in a two men relationship right because they get to decide whether whether they're going to wear the condom on or not this is the same thing that we talk about Mm -hmm. in male female relationships Mm -hmm. it's because it's not about the sex of the person the gender of the person it's about the receiving and the giving it's that kind of thing but we shame bottoms in our community we do because we we act as if they're less exactly because because you're on the receiving end which right. which which is very I think it's is an dumb. archaic I think it's dumb look exactly at it's a 1950s Why? look at sexuality it is it's very it's very patronizing and it's, it's very extreme, you know yeah. gender roles it plays into that and I think we have to get rid of that because look sex isn't about what role you play sex right. is about the pleasure of it all yeah. and why why are we shaming one side exactly. for another if there were no bottoms you would not be a top exactly I'm sorry. The, you don't, there were you don't no get tops to... there would be no bottoms exactly. this is a thing it's, it's a, hey, it's a symbiotic relationship, relationship there you go but let's talk you need about each other <laughs> what they're saying that prep is doing is it's changing the conversation yeah prep is empowering bottoms it is because it gives them the the chance to Take control of their own sexual health. Yeah, yeah. It is an actual... Now, people are still very reluctant. They're also very reluctant to agree with the Kaiser study that makes it a hundred... That says it's a hundred percent... Because it's so... They don't want to believe it. They they don't want to say a hundred percent. Because if it's a hundred percent, then people are going to rely on it. And what if it isn't? And what if something goes wrong? You blame them. A hundred percent is a scary reality in the medical community. Well, here's the thing, though. I I had a conversation yesterday Mm -hmm. about this very thing. The person was saying, oh, but you can't say that PrEP is a valid option because it's not going to keep you safe. I said, here's the thing. Even if we say that it's not a hundred percent, even though the most recent study shows it Mm -hmm. as 100% Mm -hmm. effective, even condoms are only in the mid-90 percentile to help you. So what it is, it's another tool that's basically right now equal to condoms with the protection level. It is. Put them both together and, you know, even more. But the fact is... Right. We have to accept that this drug is an actual reality mm-hmm. and an actual legitimate tool that we should be excited about. And here's the thing. If you are saying, well, it's it's not an actual tool, it's not going to help you that much. The thing is, if you're having sex, you are putting yourself at risk no matter Period. what. You can be as safe as you want. There's that because small, tiny fraction of what a What do they say? There is no safe sex. There's, There's no such safer. thing. Exactly. Solid. Safer sex. So why wouldn't you make sex the safest you possibly can? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you you know, use PrEP, use a condom, you, you know, go get tested, know your size, all of the things, use lube to help, you know, every, every one of those points that is going to reduce your risk of HIV and STI infections. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Why is anything? And here's the other thing we we want to make clear. 
it's a conversation we're encouraging people to have. The decision is always yours Mm -hmm. because that is part of your power. That is part of your empowerment. But it's a conversation and something you need to find out about. We have, uh, we work very closely with Spokane AIDS Network. We work with uh, End AIDS Washington. Yes. Um, all yeah. of these things. And what I have learned in our conversations with different people in working this is people are still reluctant. Even people that you assume in the community are the, they are at the cutting edge of all knowledge. Even yeah. they are reluctant because they are afraid to get the information. You know, they're, they're operating off of information they were given a year ago. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mm-hmm. A lot changes in a year. Right. So that's a, con- a fascinating mm-hmm. conversation. But here, you know, we want to have those. We do want to have this. And you know what's interesting is you and I talked about this the other day. We, yeah. we talk about it all the time. Um, people will say, well, there's not a long-term study. There's the, there's a, there's the four-year because it's been out for four years. Right. There's the four-year study. There's right. the two-year. There's the Kaiser that came out. But there's no 10, 20-year. Right. But the truth is, and we talked about this, Truvada, the drug, is consisting of two separate drugs that have been used, used. for treating HIV and for AIDS ever. forever since part the very of the beginning. They back exactly. In the day. It, it's part of you know that mix. So the truth is, we do know what some of those side effects are. And yep. right now, we know that like any drug, it goes through your kidneys and liver, and it will affect your kidney function. Maybe not to a certain you know high level, but it will to some point. Right. And bone density. And we those spoke are the two to, the, the two sp- side effects. We spoke to a doctor in August. We did, and we talked about those side yep. effects. The thing is, this is what's what is really fascinating mm-hmm. about this is there are drugs out there for certain things that treat us that don't have those same studies showing a long term ten year study, exactly. and yet we'll take we'll them take because them the doctor right says and we need it. So is it about the study or is it about no. that we're still afraid because this drug has to do with sex, right? And because if we take this drug, we can finally be open and okay and mm-hmm. comfortable with our sex. And yeah. it's it's like we don't want. To, it's like we don't want to be. It's we're like we still to. want to. There's you internalized know, shame there. There I is. You. We there talk is. about and and let's bring this to. We talk about sex positivity on the show mm-hmm. because I feel like it is when we leave sex in the darkness that it gets dangerous. It does. So that if we are open and mm-hmm. we have these conversations, that's where we learn and we can have healthy right. sexual choices. And not repressive. Repressive yeah. sexual health is not ideal. We, I mean, we see the Duggar family. That's oh. the, one of the most, oh. you know, repressive and look how much <laughs> repressive sexual history. Has come from oh that. my gosh! Other than and that's what happens. That's what happens. Children. We talk. I mean, we just talked in the first uh, in the first part about right. pedophiles, and that's a very repressive. Um, you know, attitude that they have. If, exactly. if they can't get help, if they can't do it, mm-hmm. then what horrible then things gonna will happen? it's going to come out somewhere. Right. And if you don't find a way to help. So. so but this is what I want to say. The boys always try to put their money where their mouth is. We try very hard mm-hmm. to step up and be part of the conversations that we say are important. One of those is we've been very active uh, in being part of the HIV prevention and awareness yes. conversation and pushing it, pushing it. We've been working hard. Guess what? We do believe in open sexual conversations and in learning as a community no matter how much people don't like that and in that effort on we're going to start a new segment and it's going to start november 1st but it's going to continue to happen every month dr damon jacobs if you heard that show if you didn't you can go to hotmessunday.com look at past shows look up his interview dr damon jacobs who we mentioned Mm -hmm. a family therapist a sex educator um he is and Outsp- HIV specialist. And HIV specialist. Mm-hmm. He is Outspoken's new sex doctor. He's going to be on here once a month, 
answering all of your questions and you can write those in, phone those in, yeah. uh, ask us in person and and we will talk, we to, will him. talk to him. November about those. 1st is his first show. Yes. We want you listening right now and we'll be plastering it all over the internet. Right. If you have some questions about a relationship or dating, sex, any of that, this is the time to ask us. We mm-hmm. And Dr. Jacobs will answer them live on the air yeah. on November 1st and monthly from that point forward. And listen, maybe you don't want your, you know, you sex life to, exposed on you don't air. Don't tell us your name. Don't tell us your name. Or if you really don't want, even want the situation on the air, tell us. We'll have, you know, have them answer it and we'll forward it we're, to you. We're happy we, to you know, facilitate we that. We want to have that conversation. So we're bringing mm-hmm. him on and I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I think that's so great. Excited. I think it's awesome that we can have yeah. our very own uh, professional who can deal with our sex yeah. questions and, and sex it's positivity. it's important for us to have healthy relationships, Absolutely. for us to have healthy dating, for us to be healthy, mm-hmm. we need to be able to talk about this. So we're going to offer you in Spokane, actually anybody listening throughout our fan base all over the world, Start talking to us. Exactly. Send in those questions. You hey, can send them to Mexico. I know you're listening. Mexico loves us. We know. We know we have our fans in Mexico. Come on. Right. You can call in. You can write in your your questions. We'll answer it. Exactly. So here's the thing. You can either write us on Facebook, which is fine, or email us at producer at hotmesssunday.com, and we will start compiling those questions now to talk to Dr. Jacobs on November first. So please. Send us your questions. We want to hear from you. Let's show our area that tends to be called conservative a lot that we care enough about ourselves mm-hmm. that we want to have this conversation. So exactly. I challenge everybody listening to uh, send us those questions now. It can only help. That's true. So you, you know. have a whole month. Let's do it. Let's get it started. All right. It. Let's take a quick song break before we come back and talk, continue the sex positivity conversation yes. with Buck Angel. So we're going to listen to a song called Run by Coin. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is your Hot Mess Sunday. It's true. This is Outspoken. And I do want to remind everyone that if you miss the show ever or you want to see some, hear some past shows, please find us on iTunes. You can subscribe to us. Uh, we are under Outspoken in the podcast. And please leave a review and rate us. Yeah, let's get it out there. So um, you can subscribe, listen to it at your convenience if you miss the live show, which... Uh, one of our super fans, Josh, out there, had to miss today because he's doing a great... Talk about sex positivity. That's right. Yeah. He uh, works with MAP over at in North... Coeur yeah, in North Idaho. Works, mm-hmm. Yeah. North Idaho AIDS Coalition over there. And he's doing um, a, a retreat, retreat today uh, with young gay men talking about sex. Which, so. that sounds like so much fun. Can I just say a I retreat know, right? right now with a bunch of gay men? That's called a porn. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No, those guys are great, and they're having the open conversations that we're talking about. Exactly. Which more po- like amazing, amazing work over in Coeur d'Alene, uh, Josh Swan for for doing these things and being so open and about I have it, to say, and um, you know, being part of Map. Right. I have a new, really close friend of mine uh, who also lives over there in Idaho, and I'm finding the the landscape of the LGBT community in Idaho is yeah. very different than right. it is for us in Spokane. So even though we're so close thing. and neighbors, right. but I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Such a, a, a much more conservative uh, area right, <laughs> right across the border. 
I um, know. You know, just, so just 50 close miles and that yet way. a mm-hmm. world right. of difference. Right. It's very interesting. But we're very excited to continue these conversations that we like to have to empower ourselves as LGBT people. And uh, actually, in just a couple of minutes, maybe even just 60 seconds, uh, we are going to have um, Buck Angel on. So he's calling in right now, and we're going to transfer him over, mm-hmm. and uh, the Houston man is going to get him on the the air. If you haven't heard of Buck Angel, Buck Angel is a huge trans advocate, huge LGBT mm-hmm. advocate, um, talking a lot about you know trans issues, trans rights, and sex positivity. He's the first uh, FTM uh, porn star. Yeah. And what is very fascinating, so he's an American trans man, adult mm-hmm. film producer and performer and an LGBT icon. And uh, one of the best ways I can say that kind of sums him up is a quote that he likes to say, which is empowerment. He works for empowerment through self-acceptance and being sexually comfortable in your own skin as uh, something we all need to learn something from. So we are very excited at Outspoken to welcome Buck Angel to the program. Buck, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you for taking time to be with us. We are always, uh, probably always a little in shock and honored when people <laughs> when people say yes. It doesn't matter how many years you do it. It's always good. <laughs> right on. I love it. Now, we want to start with, first of all, what made you choose? Because you are such, you're such a transparent, just very much uh, out there telling people your story um, to help empower, I think, everyone, which is kind of the message I get every time I see uh, your your talks or anything out there. Tell us what in the world made you want to be so open publicly. Yeah, wow. Actually, that's a really awesome question because I don't think there was like a defining moment that I said I, I, I really need to put myself out here and, and make change in the world. It was actually, I, I think, thinking on it, I think in my adult work, Mm-hmm. When I started my adult work, that was the thing that I mostly felt so passionate about sex because sex was like sex for me was the thing that really helped me learn to love myself and sure. my body sure. and understand that I was I'm normal, you know, for a lack of a better word, like right. everybody else. And so that I think it was my adult work just sort of made me feel like I needed to show the world that, you know, learning how to love your body sexually is so important. So I think that was really, I, I never thought that I would be where I am today. That was never my sure. my sure. goal or any of that. It was just to sort of put myself out there because I felt so passionate about it. Now, of course, you're an award-winning uh, adult film star, um, and you call yourself the first uh, FTM uh, mm-hmm. porn star out there. Mm-hmm. And I watched an interview and somebody asked you what your orientation was and you said, well, I'm attracted to people. It's not really about gender for me. It's like we like to say hearts, not parts. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about that? Talk to us what, um, you know, the realization of that was and how does, you know, that in- empower you as a sexual being? Yeah, so it was. It, it's interesting because for me, I, I've always been attracted to uh, females. And so I, mm-hmm. when I started my transition, I started to have, uh, I started to look at men sexually. And it was a very interesting, hard thing for me to deal with at first because I, in and, and, and a sense, I was sort of being homophobic against myself. <laughs> sure. It was weird. I was like, I can't be gay. This is weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I look back on it and I laugh at myself like, wow, that's such a, but it was shocking for me because I never had 
ever been attracted to men sexually. So through my transition, I, as I said earlier, I started to, you know, experiment with my body and sexually and just became sort of free with all of that thinking. And that's when I realized I'm not so much attracted to, you know, female or male. I'm attracted, really attracted to people. And I, it's a thing that I really believe we all have, but we are in a, in a sense, uh, programmed, you know, from the get-go. Even in our own LGBTQIA community, right. we are programmed to have to say we are gay or we are straight or we are, you know, bisexual. Uh, so for me, it just was like, wow, you know, I'm attracted to a personality of a person and the way they act and the way I just am drawn to them. So that's why I started saying I'm attracted to the person and not so much the gender. Right. And, you know, have you found it? So I know you've spoken at places like Yale and Cornell and all of these uh, Uh very prestigious schools. And you you do spread this amazing message of, you know, you're not defined by what's between your legs. What has Mm -hmm. been the response? Because, you know, there's this stigma. Oh, well, I mean, not only are you dealing with the stigma uh, of being trans, but also a porn star. What? <laughs> right? So, right on. <laughs> <laughs> right? What has been that reaction as you go to these places and, and speak? Well, well, let me just tell you about <laughs> the pornography stuff. It's like, basically, <laughs> I might as well be a, a serial killer. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm like, should I be a serial killer? Yeah, right. Wow. A porn star? <laughs> oh, I mean, wow. people in this. It's mostly in the United States, yeah. I will say, which yeah. I'm sure is not shocking to you. But right. because I'm attached to sex work, I mean, when I go to speak at, you know, some of these prestigious schools, mm-hmm. these Ivy League schools, and even just, you know, other schools, right. it's always a problem with somebody within, you know, management or who's ever, you know, right. in charge of the money or bringing the people in. Right. You can't bring that person in. They're a porn star. <laughs> and it's like, as if, yeah, I have nothing legitimate to say, or I'm, mm-hmm. or, or my work isn't just pornography. That's a fraction of my right. And so people just get, you know, they block me. They want to block me from coming in because they don't think that I should be speaking to students. They don't think that I have anything um, intelligent or positive to bring to the table. It's not even the trans thing at all. Mm-hmm. It's the sex work that sure. always blocks sure. me from certain situations. But I've learned how to get past that, and I've learned how to, you know, market myself in a sense to say that it's it's not just about sex. I'm talking about so many on so many levels on so many different things, and not just about being trans or gay or any of that. I'm right. talking about how to become yourself and to love yourself and to be a good human being. It's about human rights for me. It's not just about that. I love that, and I have to say, you know, you talk and. Uh, I have learned so much over the past probably eight months uh, when we had some interns who said, please, please try to get Buck Angel on the show. And I have to say, what is amazing is your message is not even just for the LGBT community. Your message of being able to actually accept your skin that you're in, to celebrate the body that you have. I mean, that is a message everybody needs to find, especially in a country where our culture tends to be very repressed when it comes to sexuality and accepting without shame who we are as sexual beings. Right on. Yes. It's like, I really have my work cut out for me. Let me tell you, it's people just, and now with this, as you know, a gigantic, like huge insurgence of trans stuff happening. It's like, 
it's just become this whole new kind of, I say trans is the new gay in a sense, where yeah. that's the new topic, a new hot topic. Yeah. And even with that, I'm in my own community, a lot of times I see myself being pushed out of the conversation because my conversation is about sex and my conversation right. is about being a trans person and learning to love your body sexually. But there's so much of this mainstreaming stuff happening with the trans community that they don't, they want to desexualize themselves in a yes. lot of ways. And it's really shocking to me how a community wants to not talk about sex or act right. like it's not part of your transition. It's a big part of your transition. Mm-hmm. But even with gay people, let's talk about talking about your sexuality. It's not yep. everything about being gay, but it's a part of you. Exactly. And people don't want to talk about sex in the gay community. It's so bizarre to me. Exactly. Well, and that's something that we talk about all the time, you know, the shame within our own community uh, about sex and the stigma that we put on on ourselves. What do you think are, you know, the steps and what do we do to kind of inspire the conversation about sex and inspire sex positive movement, Mm -hmm. even in our own community, um, but worldwide as well? Yes, great, great, great question. I think what you're doing right now, having me on the show, (coughs) excuse me, having other people on the show who want to talk about positive sexuality. Because if we, honestly, seriously, it's like such the thing. If we don't start talking about how positive it is to feel and act on and have conversation about sex, it'll never be it'll never be something that's just part of who you are. It continues to get shut down. It continues to be something that you'll you only do behind closed doors or you don't right. talk about this or it's, it's a nasty, dirty thing and we don't do it. You know, it's, we have to start talking about how it's a positive part and conversation, dialogue is right. the most important thing that we should be doing. I think. Well, and I think as the different groups like gays and uh, transgender movement and all of these things, I think we feel like if we neuter ourselves, then we make mm-hmm. ourselves safer for a right. national conversation. But then that takes away so much from ourselves it's even in the, i feel like it's a 1950s mentality that women are not even allowed to talk about how they have sex because it's just nicer right yeah right and what does that mean nicer like exactly like, so then there you are you're perpetuating that idea that sex is dirty sex is yes. only supposed to be this thing you know to procreate sex is blah 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 no it's clearly none of those things right so i'm constantly talking about how to me Learning how to have sex with my new body mm-hmm. was the game changer. I mean, having surgery, taking hormones, right. you know, going through the process was obviously a big deal. But I swear to God, the thing that was the defining factor of me becoming so comfortable in the world and walking around the world was sex. Right. You know, and I think that even if you're not trans, gay, whatever, if you're just a human and understanding what sex means to you and that sex is positive, mm-hmm. it will change the way you feel about your own self and the way that you carry yourself and the way that you every day look in the mirror and say, I'm an okay person. It's okay that I feel this way. Exactly. That is amazing. That's the message I think we want everyone to hear. And um, that's something everyone should at least look into and, and find a way to, to find. Now, you also have, you know, a production uh, company, you're, you're an entertainment company, you're, you're a filmmaker, you've produced a documentary, Sexing the Trans Man, and a documentary about uh, yourself, Mr. Angel. Talk to us about, you know, those film projects and how uh, they were created and what was the purpose and did it achieve that purpose? Right on. I, uh, well, I first started uh, this idea that I wanted to start talking specifically about trans men and their transition. And I wanted to do it in a pornographic format 
that also gave you, you know, a little extra there if that's what you wanted to get. So I thought of the idea of sex in a trans man triple X, which is like a, uh, a, what I like to call a docu-porn series where I interview the guys and then I have them talk about their bodies and they get to show their scars. If they have any, they get to show surgeries. And then I do a masturbation scene or a sex scene. So you get to, I'm, I'm normalizing these guys on a sense and showing how they're celebrating their bodies sexually. And it took off and it became such a crazy, positive, amazing, it's, it's shown in so many different universities. And with that, I realized that I needed, I wanted to do more documentary style. So then I made Sexing the Trans Man documentary so that it wasn't necessarily pornographic, though it does have some sexual stuff in it. And that just got into all the film festivals all over the world. It's still screening three years later, which is unheard of, because nobody has ever done that. I talked about so many men, so many trans men specifically, their, their sexuality started to shift during their transition. And I became so like, that happened to me and so many other men. And how is this happening? And it, and I wanted to kind of understand why. And through the, through the documentary, I, you know, got to talk to guys about why this happened. And mostly it came down to the fact that hormones were a big factor in becoming yourself and learning yourself and sex started to be got hormones, testosterone right. <laughs> sort of puts you back into puberty again. Right. So a lot of guys are going through the second puberty and, and it just became a huge, big deal for me because I got to talk about men, trans men, and their sexuality. And nobody, oh, still nobody. I'm the guy who talks yep. about that and how important that is. Exactly. And, you know, what you do, there is an art, obviously an art form to it. And, of course, I love art and connect to art because I do believe the, in the classic definition that it's supposed to show us the world. It's our way mm-hmm. of deciphering it down. How crazy was it for you to get the call from the British artist Mark Quinn, who wanted <laughs> to do that? And I have to say, the uh, there's a few things he's done, but there's a. I was watching his little segment, and there is a statue of you, and then a woman beside you, um, uh-huh. and you're holding hands, and it was so amazing to me to see that this is i felt like it should be a proud moment in our world that this is really evolving this sexual conversation there are places it's happening what was that experience like whoa it was uh, i'm going to tell you like when mark called me i didn't honestly i didn't know who he was Mm -hmm. and then i googled because i thought it was a crank i thought it was like a crank call i'm like what he's like i want you to come to london and you know Stand for me. I want to do a sculpture of you. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then I'm like on the phone with him and I'm Googling him and I'm like, what? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And then like I went and yeah, he did like eight different sculptures of me. That, that, the one with Alana Starr, she's also a yes. uh, trans woman porn star. Mm-hmm. That one. And then he did one solo one of me and then a couple other ones. But it was one of the most incredibly amazing experiences. Me and Mark are total buddies now. And nice. it just, changed everything for me because I got into the art world, which, Mm -hmm. you know, it just sort of transcended me out of just being a porn star into, you know, something, something else. I don't even know, but (laughs) it's an honor and just kind of like mind blowing every time I think about it. Well, and I love that he says this is to him when he looks at the two statues of you together. It's like a new version or a different take on Adam and Eve. And I thought, what a fascinating way 
to look what an open and accepting way that I, I just want I just makes me want to go get that and take it over to all of my conservative areas and just <laughs> right, and right. just put it up. But one of the things talking about sexual uh, kind of like embracing sexuality, you even have a tattoo you talk about. Uh, it's mm-hmm. pervert. It's across your shoulder blades. Um, mm-hmm. But the yeah. way you see the word pervert is not the way that you know we have been taught to see it. I mean, there is a sort of embracing of that. Can you talk a little bit towards that? Yes. Um, you know, there we go. With words and language and how heavy things can be and how they can get turned from something positive to negative, how, you know, all of a sudden tranny is a bad word. When tra- right. I grew up with the word tranny, and I, we, mm-hmm. I'm a proud tranny, and yet, yet they right. took that word away from me, and now it's no longer empowering. It goes the same with pervert. Pervert to me is a very empowering word. It is what I am, who I am. I think constantly about sex. I'm sexually geared. I love sex. I think sex is so... So pervert is part of me reclaiming my own sexuality and not having any shame around it. I believe that the way to get through things is by reclaiming that. And reclaiming words of negativity is a way to empower your own being, empower that word, and empower a whole community. And so I reclaimed that word proudly on my back as big as I possibly could get it. <laughs> Love that. That's very that's that's just like Dan Savage reclaiming words as well. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I I love that movement. I love the empowerment yeah. through words, and you know the queer the queer movement as well, uh, trying to empower yeah. that. Now, obviously, there are so many ways and mediums for for you that you have shown already to you know, deliver your message, whether it's acting, film, uh, art, just like we talked about tattoos, even. Um, what you know? What do you think about the current? the current stance of the trans community. You know, we have all of these people coming out. We have uh, Caitlyn Jenner, huge, uh, huge coming out story over there. We also have, you know, Laverne Cox. What do you think is the movement, um, uh, the trans movement like right now? And where do you think it's heading? I think it's a total mess. I'll be honest with you, sure. because I'm 53 years old and I transitioned such a long time ago, 20 so years ago. But and I, not to say that that means anything. It's just a new, powerful, unfocused, yeah, <laughs> very <sure>. separated, <laughs> very young. I, I yeah. equate it to you know a very young, uh, unfocused movement. So because of that, there's so much animosity and anger and jealousy between our own selves within our own community that it is not helping us to grow. I think what is really awesome is that we have these celebrities who are putting themselves out there uh, and really bringing attention to a subject that clearly hasn't had attention forever and getting us positive attention in many ways, and it's going to make things change. But the problem for me is within our own community. If we do not start loving each other and understanding that we are all coming to this as individuals first and that not one single one of us is a representation of our community, we are all a representation of our community, we will not get to where we need to be. And that Mm -hmm. makes me the saddest of anything about this. I think it's a brilliant, positive thing that's happening, but until we get our own self together, it's not going to be what it should be. Exactly. Do you think that, I'm just going to point blank ask this question, do you think that Caitlyn Jenner is helping or harming the trans movement? 
I think she's 100% helping the movement. Oh, of course you're going to hear from – I'm not a trans woman, so most of the arguments right. are coming from the trans women uh, community. And that's fair, and that's understandable. Sure. I could say maybe if there was a trans man who was as right. big as, you know, the, Chaz Bono, let's say. You know, he, right. got, he, he gets that same sort of – he's not a representation of me. He's not a right. representation of all the other guys I know. So why is Caitlyn getting sent? She's – she, for a lack of a better expression, has big balls. Come right, on. right. <laughs> she's, she's out there. She's working for us. She has no right. intention but to make our community grow. Right. And so for people to say mean things about her hurts my feelings. Yeah. Because I know as a person who's been out there and gets crushed by the community constantly, it's like all we're doing is trying to give other people voices. If someone has to start it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's just out there doing her thing. So and she's learning in front of millions. She is. You know, yes. she's exactly. having to go through the goods and the bads right in front of exactly. everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, my friend. So good for her, and I think she's amazing. Positive for our community. Well, you know, I wanted to say, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, getting hit and, you know, still having those moments where it's not always a thick skin when we're in front of you know, so many people who criticize us. One of the fascinating, and actually one of my favorite videos I saw was the, where you were telling a story on the Trantastic Storytelling event. And uh -huh. you talk about something that was very hard for you, obviously, which was your divorce. But in that story, you talk about learning to trust and to love again, learning, and you talk about becoming a man. And, and what's funny about that is we recently had Aiden Dowling on the show. Oh, um, great. He's yeah. my buddy. He's a Who, good guy. Yeah, oh, right he's so positive. I mean, it was impossible yeah. not he's to be amazing. in a good mood he's, when he was on. Yeah. But you both tell interesting stories about there is still, listen, you know, you guys are going up there trying to take a positive stance and be so empowering, but there is... You're human. And he talks about yeah. how in dating, the hardest part for him was when it seemed like the relationship was breaking down, that there were the fights where uh, his girlfriend would bring up and use his trans status that she was so, you know, no problem with mm -hmm. to punish him or to cut him with the sword. And then you, of course, tell the story uh, about your divorce yeah. in that video of the same thing. How hard is it? Do you think people forget that you're just a human being like come on there's no reason to be so <laughs> cruel but do you think what is how do you respond to that yes now see the thing is like i've been out there and doing it for so long aiden is kind of like you know this, this guy coming up now and <laughs> right he's getting the state so i'm the old grandpa right i'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm watching you know and that's why i'm his i'm like his you know his grandpa's dad where he calls me you know and like I'm like, dude, you, you, it's just going to get worse. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, it's okay. Just remember that. You don't represent anybody but yourself. And right. so, you know, it, it is so, I think, like, for myself, it's so hurtful when, when, when I get stuff from my own community, when I'm like, I'm just trying to be positive. I'm just trying to make a word. I might mess up, and I have mm -hmm. messed up. We all mess up. Yep. It's not it's not possible to be a good educator or be a good speaker or be a good advocate or be any of the things that you are unless you make mistakes. Sure. Mistakes exactly. are how you learn and people won't give us any leeway to mm -hmm. make a mistake. And then you know, I have I made a mistake saying things in you know, like eight years ago and people mm -hmm. still bring that. Right. Yeah. So it's just part of being a person who's out there with a voice and making change. You will never be able to you know, make everybody happy. And they'll always be the people who say bad things about you. And you just let it roll off your shoulder and find the people, you find the voice, you find the place that people want to listen to you and grow and make better and make positive change in the world. That's exactly. what you do.
Exactly. That is amazing. Now, before we kind of wrap this up, I just want to ask you, what advice do you have to give to uh, young trans people coming out or even uh, anybody facing, you know, their sexuality and a sex positive (laughs) outlook on life? What advice do you have to give to uh, these people? Well, newly transitioning is scary. I mean, it is scary. But what I want to tell you is this. It is a different world in 2015. It is a different world. When I transitioned, there was no internet. There was none of that. And I'm not saying that that makes me any better or worse. All I'm saying is this. Take the time. Understand who you are. Do not get sucked into all of a sudden, this is what I need. Take the time. You have all the time in the world to realize what is it. it, You can be anything. It is incredible to me now how you can be anything you want to be. That's with your sexuality, your gender, how you want to look, who you want to be. It's a different world. Be an individual first and realize why you want to transition. Is it right for you? How do I do this right? And be yourself and don't get influenced by anybody else. Know that you're doing it for yourself. I love that. And I have to say, uh, this whole thought process of being comfortable. I'm a big guy. And so the thought process of being comfortable in your own skin, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not trans, but I totally am right there. I get it. So Exactly. Yeah. That's my message. It is not about being trans. It's about being a human. Everybody in the world has issues somehow with themselves, yeah. whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. All of us do. And that's my message. You have to find why you don't like who you are. Is it because everybody tells you, points at you, laughs at you, says things? That's their insecurity. Don't let other people's insecurities knock you down. Be proud of who you are. Love yourself. And I guarantee you, you will walk through the world the most amazing, happy person. I love that. What a great way to wrap this up. <laughs> I have to thank you so much, both of them, Sergey and I, for taking time to be on our show this morning and for yeah. your positive message, because I think we need more of we that. We do need more of that. That's something we don't find very often. Right on. Okay. Right on. Thank you guys so much. I'm sending you lots of love and gratitude on this beautiful Sunday. Exactly. And um, hopefully we will meet again. We will. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You have an amazing day. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you guys later. Bye. 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 If you just joined us, we did just finish the interview with Buck Angel, uh, female to male um, porn star. Yes. Award winner, artist. Artist, um, trans activist, yeah. all sex positive. Amazing. Exactly. Everything man. you want to hear in a human, really. Uh, really. <laughs> I really celebrate his humanity. And I, yeah. you know, one of the points he brought yeah. up that I think we all need to remember, we all mess up. We all mess up. We expect so much and from learn the people from our who, mistakes. who are yeah. are speaking that we think are speaking for us we and put we pressure need to remember. on them yeah yeah absolutely we that. all right well let's take a quick song break uh before we go ahead and wrap up our two hours we're going to listen to a song called oh no by uh bring me the horizon and you're back with kyrs medical lake spokane 88.1 and 92.3 fm this is Outspoken. It's been quite a show today. It has. It's been packed. It has. Buck Angel. We just got off the phone with Buck Angel. Really like, I really like that guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a lot for Spokane to handle, so you're welcome. We have been pushing <laughs> the envelope today quite a bit. You know, we've, I'm glad. The whole theme, I think, has kind of been sex positivity. Yeah, uh, I felt like saying thing. it was our sex show. Right, exactly. Which is awesome, because we're going to have more of it. And you know, it, it always happens this way. We always have this round theme, but we never plan it. No, we it just happens. It, it just kind of happens. It's, it's very organic in this. Which um, is the best way. Yes, cosmic. And speaking of cosmic, I just want to say. <laughs> Okay. Do you know what's tonight? 
What's oh yes, the super the moon, super moon, the super eclipse. Lo- lunar, lunar eclipse, eclipse mm-hmm. is tonight. Now we're not going to get the best. If you're on the east coast, you're going to get the full on. Yeah, see it all. This is the blood moon. Yes, this so, is blood moon because mm-hmm. of the way the shadow falls. It makes a, like a rusty kind of color to the Mix moon. It, right. So blood now, on the moon. Here's the thing. the The big deal about this is it happens once every 15 years or 18 years. You know, it's the next any. time it'll happen will be in 2033. Now, yeah. We supermoon is not a is not a big happens deal. Every happens year. every year. Mm-hmm. Lunar eclipses happen twice a year. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a big deal. The fact that they're together is pretty cool. It's fun. It is fun. It so doesn't if, mean the world's ending. And you know what? If you don't want to go outside and wait in the cold, they have right now technology. Right, <laughs> NASA you know? is is showing you it. You can watch on your computer it. for NASA, and you'll probably get a better view because you can zoom in. Because sometimes right. the moon is still too small. I'm like it's right. super. That's big. Well, and let's be Come honest. On. So the other thing is, it's really not that late, anyways. Even if if you're yeah. on the East Coast, but it makes it way early over here. I don't know if we'll be able to see it or not. Is it around five o'clock? Well, no, the, it starts. The thing is, it lasts so long that we're going to catch the tail end of it. By the time it's dark, we're going to see the eclipse and then yeah. we're going to see it uh, retrograde then, out of that. Are we looking at 10 or something? I forget. We're looking it's like at right like bef- I'm not eight, going to bed yet. Eight so I'm to gonna, 11 yeah. is what we're looking at. So see, at. I think you can still go to work it's tomorrow. It's prime time. Go out for dinner. <laughs> and then and I'm excited yeah. um, to see it. So I think, you know, if in Spokane, hey, you want a creative date? You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Just do that because it's fun. You know what I mean. So, I feel like I feel like you're creating date, dates for people right now. I am. You're I am the you're the new matchmaker. It's true because one yeah. day I will use these ideas for myself. There you go. So that's one of these days. But anyway, it's very exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. Those kinds of things are exciting. But this show has been. I love our show. I know. Mm-hmm. Is that hard? Is that mm-hmm. bad to say? I'm just going to listen to you now boast Ooh. about our show to me. Yeah. Sergey, I want you to know that I love our show. Good. Good. <laughs> um, I do. What no, is sometimes coming... I get excited. So Absolutely. What is coming up next week on Outspoken? Um, you know, actually, I, I know. It's happening. I was thinking about it. We had talked to uh, the representative quite a, lo- quite a while ago with Marcus Russell. We talked to Brigid Walkinshaw, representative yes. over in Seattle, Capitol Hill District. Um, 49th district. But I was thinking about it. In October, we're going to have him back yeah. for uh, politics makes for no gay politics, not politics makes for good roommates. That was the first. No, one. that was with Richelli. No, this is with his husband, his, his new husband. husband. Mm-hmm. They just got married in September. We're going to talk about politics and marriage. Politics and marriage and, gay. and how that, how how that, that works. How does that work? Because exactly. you think it's complicated. In our <laughs> our lives, well, you think it's complicated to just be married? Throw in right? politician and marine biologist in there, right? You mm. have it can get a, pretty wet, quite a pretty wet. Okay, marine biologist. That's what I'm we're going to go with. That. with. That's what um, no, that's very exciting. Like we said, remember mm-hmm. on October 11th, we are going to have a panel. Uh, that's National Coming Out Day, so we're going to have a panel. Uh, wonderful two amazing married gay men from the Latino community. We're going to talk a lot about what it's like to be gay within Latino culture. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And of course, the young man uh, from Tennessee who wanted to go to homecoming with a boy and the Catholic officials said, no, he's going to be on our show on that day as well to talk about um, you know, what happened, what it has done for him, what he learned. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So I think so. He, he will be he will be with us. I'm excited. So, I know. It's going, to be, it's going to be great. So you have to keep tuning in. Uh, for these other great stories. Now, if you don't have a way to uh, reach the radio, you can always catch us later on iTunes. Uh, we are under Outspoken. Please leave a review and rate us. But 
You can also catch us on Periscope. Download Periscope and stream us live. That does include video. So to be honest, you get to see our pretty faces while listening to our beautiful voices. And, of course, give us hearts, which is my I, favorite moment and when I get... Morgan when, when, from our, uh, when our friends hearts. over at um, Queer, Sounds. Queer Sounds gave us a ton of hearts earlier. So uh, yeah, I so. love feeling the love. We love those those wonderful people over there. Exactly. So and we have that was quite a, a few regulars on there. So that's we awesome. We do. Um, actually, if you want to know who's going to come on on October 4th show, Next we week. have... Yeah. We have our interview with Paula Poundstone, a comedian just hilarious woman. She's on next week's show because she's coming to Spokane. Yeah. She's going to be at the Bing. In October. Um, in October, at the end of October. So Paula Poundstone's on the show next week, as well as if you've never checked out, there are some amazing web series that are out there. And for me, this is one four years ago that I found that I loved. I was still in Tulsa at that time. Sure. I was newly single. It was really fun to uh, find this show that's called Where the Bears Are. And it was about bears and dating and being proud of who you are. And it's hilarious. And it was a murder mystery as well. Well, those boys are still going strong with season four that's out now. And we want to talk to them. What's it like to do an indie no one else was doing that show. Right. How do you put An that indie together? show sitcom About kind of being thing. gay and not your, your And typical, being a gay bear. And being a gay bear. We not all, your yeah. typical cookie cutter twink, which is what we see mm -hmm. because, you know, executives in Hollywood figure, well, it's only about that. And that's the only thing that's sexy. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's nice to see a different point of view. Right. So we're going right. to have the boys from Where the Bears so Are. So go ahead and binge watch Where the Bears Are for a little bit. Because I'm going to do that all week. Exactly. And then all come back Sunday and we'll talk about it and we'll talk to them. 11 on mm -hmm. season four. I need to go catch up on my other seasons just to remember what's going on. But it's going to be go. a lot of fun. So that's next week. And I'm telling you, Paula Poundstone is a hoot and a holler. And don't forget, if you are in the Seattle area, also in October, Margaret Cho is going to be in your neck of the woods. Yeah, we had her we on had talking her about on the Psycho, Psycho Tour, Tour, which is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. She's hysterical every time. Because there is Cho and Psycho, There's is what I learned, Psycho. is what I learned. Yeah, so she's coming to the Seattle area. We had her on, we've had her on twice now, um, and we'll have her on again because we love our, our Margaret Cho. Mm -hmm. but until then, remember, you can even catch our last show with Margaret. On iTunes. You can. All recorded shows. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Don't forget to like us. We are facebook.com slash outspoken. And join, join our groups uh, on Facebook. We, will, we always post little things. We always um, have little news for you. And follow us on Twitter as well, at Outspokesman. Instagram. Basically. Instagram. Check. That's we right. We have said it a million times. If you aren't sick of our selfies yet, you we will be soon. We are media whores. Mm -hmm. So basically any, any media outlet we have, guess what? We're, we are on it. We are so, on it. Um, Let's take our last song break. It's going to be 21 Pilots, and it's going to be House... Welcome back to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. FM. I love that song. It's so positive, but I feel like he makes claims. I don't know if he can back up. I'm just saying. Make you queen of everything. <laughs> right? He's no. going to cure you of disease. Well, he's talking to his mom. So, like, of course he's going to make oh, promises. Oh, I think that's sweet. Yeah. So oh, It's a great song, though. I love it. It is. Song. It's a fun one. And it's on ukulele. So, you know oh, what that means? You and I will learn it at some we point. We need to. I was talking to a friend yesterday yeah. who said his his mom yeah. found our song we put up on YouTube yeah. with you playing ukulele and me singing, and, and she's now obsessed. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Don't worry. We will drop will be our album. Our ukulele um, album is towards, dropping. Towards 
probably Christmas time. I would love we'll it. See. Hey, I'm ready. We'll see. You know, you know how much I love my Christmas music, and I don't. Oh, I really not don't. Not at, at all. So let's give so him some ukulele not. music. I know. So <laughs> what we should do is just sing summery songs and really, really happy <gasps> songs, and call them Christmas. Be like, th- just throw Christmas in the middle of, ex- of yeah, a word. Ex- right. You know, it's <laughs> Hey Soul Sister, but then you know, Hey <laughs> Soul Sister, it's Christmas. <laughs> so <laughs> call it good. I love it. Uh, all uh, right. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Who always joins in. Mm-hmm. To yeah, our go wonderful ahead, funness. Go ahead, uh, catch us on iTunes um, and find us on Facebook and Twitter. And I want to remind everybody that Andy Rumsey, uh, we played him. Actually, he was the very first song we played. Mm-hmm. I believe it was in Like a Lion Out Like a Lie, which I just love the title because I love wordplay. That's one yeah. of my, I'm so you know this. Sure. Words in me. I fast, I'm fascinated by words. Anyways, it was a great song. He is a local talent. How many times? The most fun that we have, I think, is when we get to discover people in Spokane with such great talent, and then we get to talk about it. And we well, get listen, to play it, and we get to have them on. His CD is what? I his don't CD know. CD is dropping. Oh. Think, work with me. No. <laughs> his, I refuse. He has a CD It's getting release. lightly let go. It's, it's lightly being released. Lightly. Okay. Uh, in October, and he has he's going to be down at the Dipper, the Big Dipper, mm-hmm. and uh, he's having a CD release party. So you're going to hear us maybe talk about that a few times and before. Maybe we'll have him in sh- in studio to play a live, a live we set. We love live we set. We do in love studio. live sets. And here's the thing: go support your local talent. I can't tell you enough. Mm-hmm. Go support your local talent. So um, look for his. His new album, Here We Are, that is coming out near the end of October. And go check out all of the local talent we have around here because we love it. If you have someone we haven't heard of yet that you want us to know, send, send us way. stuff. I want to remind people one last time. Mm-hmm. Remember, November 1st, we're having Dr. Damon Jacobs back. He is new, Outspoken's new sex doctor. So if you have any questions you want to ask, anything you want to ask about dating, about sexual health, about uh, questions you have about sex, um, this is the time to do it. So send us an email at producer at hotmesssunday.com. We will be sure to have Dr. Jacobs answer your question on November 1st show. Exactly. You can alternatively just message us uh, on Facebook yeah. or even Twitter. You can direct exactly. message us on there. Excited. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you next week with more Lovely Outspoken.